0: Hello and welcome to Parkour Ed. My name is Colin Daly and Parkour Ed is a podcast where I invite members of the IFS community to come and sit down with me and tell me about what led them to us here at IFS. Everybody has a different path. Everybody takes different roads, but we have all ended up at the same place. And today, I have a very special guest, and as always, I'm going to let her introduce herself, starting by telling us her name and anything special about it.
1: Go ahead. Hi, everyone. It's me, Dina. My full name is Dina Sahlawati Bentina, huh? It's actually two names combined with my father's name. For us, we don't usually have a family name. I'm a true blue Singaporean, born and bred here and raised here. So, yep. Dina Sahlawati Binti Naha.
0: You said traditionally we don't have a family name. Who do you mean by we?
1: I'm from a Malay origin. Unlike the French or even the English, we usually just have our father's name. Nahar is my father's name. Benti means a daughter of.
0: Oh, interesting. So Benti Nahar yes. means daughter of Nahar. Yes.
1: My father's name is just Nahar. And then his name is Nahar Ben Suleiman. Bin is son of. So Benti is daughter of. bin is son of. But not necessarily you can have that in your name. Maybe you can just your name without this Benti or Bin.
0: Thank you for explaining that. That's very interesting. Everybody has something unique about their name, and it, it tells us a lot about the person and the culture. Do you know why your parents chose Dina?
1: It's, it's a funny story, because actually, my father wanted to name me something else. He wants to name me Suhaila, but I don't know along the way, he didn't... No, it's actually, sorry, it's actually my grandmother wanted to name me Suhaila, but my father wanted Dina, Dina Sahlawati Because I think he feels it It's a bit unique and actually, it, it has a meaning to it. I think Dina means your religion. How do I say it? Like uh, your faith? Or? Yeah, something like that. Uh, I can't find the words. That's too. okay.
0: So your father kind of stood up to his mother, yeah. your grandmother, because she wanted the naming yeah, rights. But, but he took the naming rights. Y-
1: if you know, my family called me Suhaila or Ella. Oh, they do? Yeah. So it's just like a pet nickname for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's
0: great. <laughs> All right. So you said you're a true blue Singaporean. You were born here in Singapore.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm born somewhere in the. 1980s, but in the late
0: 1980s. Late 80s. Okay, so you were born in the late 80s here in Singapore, which was quite a different place back then.
1: Yes, exactly. What
0: part of Singapore are you from?
1: I'm from the east side originally, near Badog, I grew up there, but when I got married, I moved to Woodlands. So I'm staying in Woodlands right now.
0: When you were a little girl, did you have a lot of brothers and sisters?
1: Yes, I have five. I'm the middle child. I have an older brother, older sister, and then that's me, and two younger brothers. So, there's five of us in the family, and... Yeah. Two
0: girls and three boys. Two
1: girls, three boys, that's right.
0: Sounds nice.
1: And fun fact, we have actually a vast age gap for my brother and me. We have about 17 years. First was my brother, then my sister. Between my brother and sister, they have about age gap of about eight years. And then my parents had my sister after my brother was 8 years old and then they had me after my sister was 9 years old so between me and my sister we have a 9 year age gap and then they had me and then after me will be 3 years and 3 years
0: is that common or is that kind of uncommon?
1: It's, it's very uncommon. It's very actually. uncommon. Yeah.
0: When you were younger, you started school, obviously. What age did you start school?
1: Here in Singapore, we start school about age of five. It's called the kindergarten. I think it's similar to our methanol, which is, I think it's MS, wrong. Right. So MS, GS, or maybe it's GS. Because we start at age of five, which is kindergarten one, Right. K1. And then 6, kindergarten 2, K2. And then we start our primary school at the age of 7. So 7 to 12 is our primary school. And... 13 to 16 is our secondary school and then after that we went to our tertiary which is the polytechnic where we had our diplomas.
0: When you started in the kindergarten K1, K2, Mm -hmm. was that near where you lived? How did you get to school? Did you walk to school? Did you take a school bus? Did somebody bring you to school?
1: My parents were hawkers. We were selling Malay food. So those who know me, my love for food is vast. And I love to cook. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And I can cook your nasi lemak, you know.
0: Oh, good.
1: <laughs> I okay. know it's that's your um, favorite.
0: Nasi lemak is my favorite. I, I would love that. I love some good beef rendang also. Yes,
1: of course. I can cook that. No, Not a problem. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so my father usually send me to school and he, he's the one who usually send us all our siblings to schools and stuff.
0: I've heard and read quite a bit that in Singapore, hawkers actually can make a decent living. It's a profitable job but it's hard hard work and they have trouble finding people to take over their stalls when they leave is that the case for your parents i know that you work here at the french school you're not working in the hawker center anymore (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah okay let me tell you a little bit about my background story about how when I was young and how we live uh, my life. So as I mentioned, my parents were hawkers. So all my life, I've been helping my parents. As young as nine, I started helping my parents in the stalls. And actually, it's, it's really very hard work, hard, hard work. And you don't get to have holidays. You don't get to have a MC, you know, that kind of thing. But it's really worthwhile when you see the customers enjoying your food. For me that's really a rewarding thing that my parents taught me and that's the thing that keeps them going. But they are retired now.
0: Where was the stall? Is the stall still operating? No. No, okay, so where was it?
1: Initially my father actually it's my late father. Oh I'm sorry. Yes okay. My late father, he do a stall or a satay stall in satay club when we were young. And then it, it was quite long in satay club until I, I was nearly starting school. And then in between, he has some stalls in the neighbourhood. And then when I was nine, which is around primary three, we have a stall in Passat which is a satay stall. The one that you see now, Pasat is so different from back then when yeah. we first started.
0: But it's a very famous place. Yes. I mean, downtown, right down in the CBD. Yeah,
1: Well, we had that stall from when I was nine until when I was about the age of 17, 16. So basically, I grew up there.
0: Wow. Yeah. Now, that's quite far from Badok, though. I mean, yes. So did you just come in on the MRT or take no, the bus? No, uh,
1: we drive. You drove, okay. Yeah.
0: And at the time, parking downtown was easier?
1: Yes, of course. And owning a car was so much easier because I don't remember taking a bus. I mean, like, <laughs> sorry, but yeah, <laughs> I, because we were hawkers and uh, a car is really a need for for us, because we need to do marketing, we need to transport our goods and our stuff from our home to, to stalls. So a car is really a need. I see. Yeah, and I remember my parents always have a car. You know, it's a need for us.
0: Right. Yeah. So you were talking about how you were working in this hawker center from a very young age. Your family life is happening there. Yes, Were right. all of your brothers and sisters involved, even the older yes. ones and the younger ones?
1: Yes, all of us are involved. Basically, we are the help us at the stalls i see i remember my sister was doing taking orders and making the satay and everything but you know my sister got married when halfway when we are doing the laupasat. so it's just me and my younger brothers okay yeah
0: okay and so when you would you'd finish school and go right to work and that kind of thing, and maybe do your homework while you're yeah. you know, sitting at a table of, uh, in a low when there's <laughs> uh, nobody's buying anything. You sit down, find an yeah, empty table, do because, your
1: work. Yeah, um, because usually after school, we, we I don't really I don't really have the luxury to go back and sleep. <laughs> right, right. So after school, we I usually just quickly finish my homework, and I have to help my parents pack all the stuff to to open the stall and so sometimes usually we will go to the, the stall area and sometimes we do our homework. But at times when my brother and my older sisters are around, they will bring us back home and usually from Monday to Friday, they will take care of us at home. And at the point of when I was 11 or 12, we start to, have our, to stay at home ourselves. Okay. So just the three of us, me and my two younger brothers. So we, we will just be at home by ourselves, do our own homework, cook my own dinner. Sometimes we buy and yeah, I, I start cooking at a very young age. And, yeah. and I actually love cooking and it's more of my father who taught me how to cook. And I, I can still cook, replicate his recipes of satay, peanut sauce. Oh,
0: that sounds great. Yeah.
1: But for me, I don't, I don't really want to do a hawker because it's really hard work and yeah. it's really tiring.
0: Oh, I see. I see yeah. the people who are doing it and it's hot. Yes. And we saw during COVID that it's precarious. Yes. A, a lot of people went out of business. And of course, today there's also the the online ordering the, the apps, the grab yes. foods and everything. But there's still some some places I, I go to the hawker, and there's some places the queues are so long, the lines are so long, and sometimes I just find the longest queue and get in that queue, and I say, well, <laughs> it must be good. Cause- we have an hour away. Not that really. Must be good.
1: Not really. <laughs> not yeah. always. Not I beg always. to differ. Okay. Well, yeah. great. I'm
0: gonna. I'm gonna have to get some advice from you. <laughs> so, you got to be 16 and you finished your secondary school, right? 16, that, 17. 16, yeah. 17. Yeah. And that's when you go off to poly polytechnic. Polytechnic. Yep. So, what did you choose to do then? What What were What did you do? Where'd you go?
1: I I I went to Singapore Polytechnic, and the course that I'm doing is multimedia technology, which is exactly what I'm doing right now.
0: Yeah, tell us what you're doing right now at IFS.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, my position is multimedia production specialist and I'll do photography, videography, posters, design. Most of the videos that the, the students want to do, I can help them and most of the, if you, if you are a parent or a staff, you only see the principal's message, the President's message were done by me, and I'll do some of some of the videos in uh, social media's as well. Where that's where I help uh, my colleague, uh, Janeline, and we I do a lot of photography. And if you have seen the pictures outside our school. Uh, most of that are done by me.
0: Oh, the the, the large photographs. Yes, that that's right. Wonderful. So you're you're a great photographer. Uh,
1: thank you. Everybody's
0: <laughs> seen the first photo of the year where you take. The whole staff's picture, oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> and and that's
0: it's kind of like the children's book. Where's Waldo? If you're looking for one person in yes. the photo, you can pretty much only see the president of the board and the there. <laughs> everybody else is kind of out of focus, but it's still it's a it's a it's everybody everybody knows who you are because we're the ones we're saying cheese to you at yes. the start of the year. So you're 16. So you went to school especially to do what you're doing today. So yes. what what drew you to that? What was it that wanted made you want to study that? and learn how to do it, and um, ultimately achieve your goal of doing it.
1: Okay, it's, it's actually a long process. I, I didn't start uh, my work as a multimedia production specialist. Okay, so after, I, I'm, I'm actually, I love taking videos, photography, and doing some designs. So i I just thinking to myself, perhaps I want to try in this field, so I don't know why did I choose that because maybe that's, for me, that's the most interesting at that point of time because I didn't want to do engineering and I didn't want to do other, I mean, other stuff. that For me, I, I, love, I love watching te- television, I love watching the movies and I love to see a photograph and how is it made. It's, it's something that, that I really like, yeah.
0: All right. So. Well, it's very technical these days, too. I mean, there's the artistic side of things yes. where you have to have the eye. Yep. You have to frame a shot. And you have to know what you're looking for and have a sense for natural light. Mm-hmm. But then there's the technical side where you've got lighting. You've got audio. Yeah. You've got all these machines that used to be mechanical. Yes. And now they're all digital. Yes, that's right. And I personally get overwhelmed I, we're sitting in a podcast <laughs> lab now there are wires everywhere and you know there are sliders on the sound table and microphones and and I just I don't know how any of it works I, <laughs> I I fake it and I do the best I can but whenever I talk to somebody who has really done the work to learn the technical side I'm I'm always impressed and is that something that you enjoy as well or you, you feel more the artistic or both
1: Both for me is both.
0: It goes hand in hand. Yes,
1: exactly. Like for example, when I first came to international French school, we have a Fuji film camera. I have no experience in Fuji film camera zero, because most of my systems, the one that I used is Canon. I'm a Canon user. So Fuji is really something very new to me. And I had to really Google how to use it. And I had to watch YouTube on really how, how the functions are different. But now I'm very comfortable with Fuji. Wonderful. Yeah, so you haven't
0: convinced the school to convert to Canon?
1: I wanted to, but because... Janeline, my colleague, she's quite familiar with Fuji as well. So I figured it's okay. We will just use Fuji. And we actually bought new cameras, Fuji as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I feel it's okay. Whichever camera you throw to me, I can do it.
0: You can do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. And so was that a two-year thing that you did when you went to Singapore Polytechnic?
1: It's three years. Three
0: years. Yeah. All right. So when you you went through, you did your schooling, mm-hmm. and... Then what happened? Did you come straight to us or did you no, work someplace no, no. else yeah. first?
1: Yeah, okay. After school, I actually tried to find some jobs like a graphic design, but you know, during that time when I graduate when I when I just graduated, the pay wasn't so good. So, the starting pay is really very low. So,
0: okay. when you were starting you were looking to join the job force after your studies, what about what time was that? Was that in the, uh, in uh,
1: the year 2008? Two thousand eight. Okay, yeah, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Sure. So, I started as a IT admin. Uh, I I do a lot of software troubleshootings, which is nothing to do with my my course. Right. But we, but I have just a little bit of a graphic design there. So
0: I think that probably shows an ability also to to work with technical equipment yeah. i mean <laughs>
1: it's
0: it's kind of an, it's an attitude it's a it's a confidence to be able to look at something and 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 figure out how it works and and, and trust that you're going to figure it out yes. even if you don't
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's one thing yep yeah. so and then after that i I went to teaching actually oh okay, in the local schools, I was an allied educator which is mostly to teach the lower ability students and the special needs students.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I did that for about eight years.
0: Eight years? Did you, did you have to go back to get a special qualification yes, uh, for that?
1: Yes, I actually went to NIE. All uh, right. I have a specialist diploma for special education. Wonderful. Yeah, and, but at that point of time, I thought I really wanted to do, to do teaching, but some some point during that career time i i was like i'm i'm thinking like i need my creative outlet <laughs> right right <laughs> and and i actually did a business with my husband uh we did photography business for a while we 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 actually do wedding business oh, wedding all right. photography wedding photography yeah so, but that is just a sideline. I see. Yeah. So
0: at this point, you're married. Yep. When did you meet your husband?
1: I met him in 2006. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
0: So right around the time you're finishing your studies yeah, and getting right. entering the job force, yes. and so and he's also a photographer or.
1: Yeah, he, he he was. But nowadays we've we really stopped the business. I see. Yeah, and he, he's doing something else. He's doing more of operation site. Okay. At the airport.
0: And is this but photography or videography or multimedia production, is that something that an interest that you share? Yes. Even if he's doing yes. something different now. Yeah. That's exactly. great. Exactly. That's great. And so now you've been at the IFS with us yes. for a while now. How long has it been?
1: i uh, I started IFS in two thousand and two sorry 2022
0: 2022 okay
1: <laughs> yeah so in, in January
0: oh, all right so it's a little over a year
1: over a year, over almost, a year. It's coming two. almost two
0: years almost two, two years. years yeah yeah how do you like it so far
1: oh I actually I love working here yeah yeah it's nice even though we have a lot of events back-to-back events but I actually enjoyed my time here I enjoyed working with students actually I really enjoyed working with them. I enjoyed working with uh, the teachers. Uh, it's so different here. Um, it's it's something new with the culture and everything. And have you? Uh, and I love my team.
0: You love your team. Yeah, you a great I, team. I can't
1: I can't say that enough. <laughs> I really love my team. It's really, if you want to call it a dream team. <laughs> it's
0: a dream team. <laughs> Well, why not? Let's call it a dream team. <laughs> so you've had experience 8 years in yes. a in a Singaporean school, yes, right? right? And of course your whole life you went to Singaporean school. Yeah. So our school is I'm assuming much different than a Singaporean yes, school. What are, what are some of the things that jump out at you? Uh, I like to highlight differences because the differences that we we have actually are are kind of what bring us together cuz things that we're curious about.
1: Okay, Oh, for local schools we usually have we, we sing the national anthem in the morning. Okay. We do we don't have that in IFS. No. Yeah. And we have weekly assemblies where all the students, the whole cohort, would gather for a time just to watch a performance or just to to do announcement. Yeah right. this is something different.
0: That's uh, something I grew up with as well in the United States. Mm-hmm. We we always had assembly yeah. once a week where it kind of creates unity and communic- and there's communication yeah. that happens. We had a different different way of communicating back then though because we didn't have, you know, we didn't have the capability of Sharing mass amounts of information yeah. now, thanks to you, we we can we can hear a message from the proviseur every yeah. week. He yeah. can give us a personal <laughs> speech from somewhere in the sky above the rugby pitch. Is what it looks like. Do, now, do you film those? When yes, yes, you yes. do using the green screen. I assume yeah, that's he's not right. he's not dangling no, above no, the no. rugby pitch. <laughs> People who have seen those videos know what I'm talking about. Uh, the proviseur gives us a weekly address, and he's usually. The backdrop is someplace in the school that yes. he could not possibly actually be standing in. But, that's right. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. It's good. It's good. <laughs> so outside of school, you probably have a life. Hopefully, you yes. have a life. <laughs> and we know that you love food and you love cooking.
1: Yeah, um, that's right.
0: And you love photography. What else do you like to do with your free time?
1: I like to travel. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh. It's, it's something that's... Tell I like. us about that. Oh, we, we, we I love traveling. It's 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 been ingrained in me like traveling is, is something that tops everything.
0: It must have been hard for your parents to travel with a you know they their hawkers. Yeah, it's. I right. mean, you pretty much have to close up shop and your income exactly. stops, right?
1: But ever since young, they actually made it a point that we travel at least once a year. Yeah, so but. Um, we, we we just went to, you know, went to Indonesia where uh, my grandparents were from. Okay. Yeah. And then we went to a few places. But um, I didn't travel as much until I was married. Okay. Yeah. So, when I got married, and my husband loves traveling as well, something we shared between us. And also, we we, we went... And we, when we do the business, we actually did a destination wedding photography. So we killed two birds in one stone.
0: Oh, that's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah,
1: And actually, we travel to many places, to Europe, London, Paris. I've been to Paris twice. And we've been to Frankfurt, Germany. We've been to Japan. We've been to Indonesia, Bali, Malaysia, of course. That's our favorite Wonderful. place. yeah. Yeah. And we've been to Amsterdam, so quite quite a lot of places we've been to. Oh, that's great. Yeah.
0: And you mentioned to me that you're also a biker.
1: Yes. You and I have that in
0: common. <laughs> we we have our motorcycles. Now, do you ever use your motorcycle to just pop across the border and do some visiting in JB? Uh, yes, Do yes. some shopping? That get is some
1: like a weekly kind of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I like to do that too. Pop over, <laughs> get a bike wash, yeah. fill the tank. It's you know. cheaper
1: there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oops! They don't check the they don't check the tanks yeah. for the motorbikes, right?
1: I, I love shopping in Malaysia. Okay, I get my my supplies, my groceries yeah. from Malaysia. Yeah. And uh, last May, my husband and I we went across the border up to Beitong. Okay. To Thailand on his motorbike. Wow! Uh, I didn't ride; I was just a pillion for that during that time because he said I think it's better for me to be a pillion because my bike is not as fast as his.
0: Yeah, you drive you said you drive a Yamaha scooter?
1: Yeah, my is cc's a is Yamaha scooter, the 155 Aerox.
0: okay. Yeah, yeah. One five, that's, uh, it can be done, but it's not as fast. Yeah, it's not, not, not as fast.
1: fast. So he rides the ADV 350, okay. which is a high cc bike. So we went from Singapore to Malaysia. We went we stopped at KL for one night. Uh-huh. We rode for four hours and we stopped for KL for a night and then the next morning we, we went up to Baitung, Thailand. Beitong, okay. Yeah. So it, it's really it's really very fun and very interesting and Yeah.
0: I yeah. love I love riding my bike. My last holiday I went up to Penang. Pinang, wow. on my motorbike. And we're coming up on a holiday starting at the end of this week. Yes. And I'm, I'm going to pop over for a couple of days to JB and just motor around a little bit. Maybe.
1: I'm actually going Chiang Mai this holiday. You are? Yes. Oh, I want to try to attempt the Mehon Son Loop. Okay. I I want to try, but I'm not sure now it's ideal because it's raining and stuff.
0: Tell us what that is. What's the Mehon Son okay, Loop? Okay,
1: Mehon Son Loop is... If, 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 you're, if you're a biker, it's like every biker's dream because it, it has 1,000 corners Okay. Uh, around uh, the mountainous areas. Maybe I'll try the half of my honson loop. I so, don't know.
0: So are you going to fly up there and then rent fly, a bike?
1: Yeah, and rent a bike there. And we'll see about it. Yeah.
0: Is there anything else that we've forgotten to talk about that I could ask you about? Uh, anything you could share with us?
1: That's much, pretty much it. <laughs> pretty much it.
0: Well, Dina, I'm so grateful that you came in and spoke with us. It's so happy to get to know you a little bit better and know so much about you. And I, I'm really going to find out about some of the best hawker places to, yes, to go. Yes, sure, sure. So I guess I'll say bye for now.
1: Okay. Bye.
0: This has been Parkour Ed with Colin Daly. If you enjoyed today's show, consider giving it a rating on Apple Podcast. Also, if you'd like to be interviewed or if you have questions about anything, feel free to contact me at colindaily at gmail.com. That's C-O-L-I-N-D-A-I-L-E-Y at gmail.com.